Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results. And they're all aligned to our nine principles framework. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest, Dr. Sally Sub. Sally is the superintendent of Shelby County Public Schools in Shelbyville, Kentucky. She has spent over 30 years working at all levels of public education. She started her teaching career at the middle school and high school level. Her roles over the years have included elementary principal, assistant superintendent for student achievement, and associate commissioner of leadership and school improvement for the Kentucky Department of Education. Sally has received numerous awards and honors throughout her career, which include being nominated by her students to Who's Who Among High School Teachers, being selected as a highly skilled educator by the Kentucky Department of Education, the United Way Community Spirit Award, as well as being the second recipient of the Kentucky Department of Education's Kevin Nolan Award in recognition of her significant service to public schools and for providing inspiration for education. Sally has partnered with Studer Education for a year now. She is a model for developing leaders. As superintendent at Shelby County Schools, she's currently growing the district's lead and learn sessions, which support professional development for leaders. She has recently brought forward a focus on cascading the learning to other leaders in the district. So I'm excited about our topic today on leadership development, and it's with my with great pleasure, I welcome Sally to our show today. Sally, welcome. So glad you're with us. Thank you. I'm just honored to be here. And one of my favorite topics is leadership. And I've lived and breathed it for many years. And so I'm looking forward to discussing what we do here in Shelby County, but also learning some some other things from our conversation. That sounds good. And I have too, Sally. I started, um, you know, when I started out at at the university, I had like two or three years in, in teaching and profess, being a professor, but I moved into leadership pretty young at a pretty young age. And you know how it goes. Once you're in that leadership path, you're always in that leadership path. And um, it's it's been a great ride and a great journey. And I'm extremely passionate about it. And I know you are, too. So as we start today, you know, why do you feel that that leadership development is a critical component for moving any organization forward? Well, you're right. It is critical. And it, to me, the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I loved teaching. And to me, this is just the same, only I'm teaching adults to be the best uh, leader they can be. And obviously, you know, Maxwell's law of the lid always comes to mind when I'm talking about leadership and reflecting on the places I've been in my career because you will never have an organization rise above where that leader is at the top. You might find pockets here and there uh, of great leadership, but you'll never see the organization, you know, move at a, a real critical mass if you don't have a leader that is really at the top of his or her game. So, I'm always trying to learn and, and find out more and more about leadership and how I can develop my leadership. So once again, I'm growing those that are in our organization. And, and that's been the most rewarding piece of my career is watching those people that I have had in class as teachers uh, or as students become teachers and then to help them 
you know, work into administration and then become really amazing leaders. And just having a little piece of their growth has been really rewarding. But it's really all about the law of the lid. You have to be a great leader. You have to have uh, all of those critical components of leadership to move the organization as a whole forward. I, I think so good. And, um, you know, I, you're probably one of the things I've learned in life, and I, I think you would probably um, reinforce this as well, is as I've spent years in leadership, really hiring those people around you and developing them is probably one of the most rewarding as, as well as beneficial aspects to um, to building excellence in an organization. It really is. And when I was in the classroom, one of my first uh, gigs was a, I was an English teacher, but most English teachers hire on, say they'll do the plays, they'll do whatever to get the job. That was years ago, obviously. And so I did plays and taught theater for a while at my high school when I first began. And one of the, the pieces that I love the most was casting those plays. If I had the right people in those parts, it pretty much worked out. And uh, what little bit I knew about theater at the time, uh, you know, I added to uh, their development as characters, but getting the right people in the right place. And of course, you know, now we know we have to get the right people on the bus and get them in the right seats. Right seat. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> Got it. obviously, but uh, so that's, I think that's part of it is getting the right people. And, you know, somebody, we just actually just hired three new principals and a couple of the candidates applied for all three and getting them in the right school for them was really critical. And I think we did make some great decisions in getting that match. So I think getting the leaders around you to match what my strengths and weaknesses are in the same way within schools to match or to um, complement the leader that's in place, that's really critical, getting the, the first, first piece uh, in place. But I think after that, being vulnerable, being very open, honest, transparent about the things you know, the things you don't know, and working with your staff in that way, that helps to build that culture of we are all learning. We're never going to arrive as leaders. And so just making sure that all of those underneath uh, me or working with me side by side know that I'm learning just as it's the same as they are. And then making sure that we hit some really key topics in our training. We have spent about a year and a half, almost two years now, working on what I call Fierce Conversations. And it's a book by Susan Scott. And we have we've delved into that every way, shape and form, because as she says, the relationship is the conversation. And if your conversations are very shallow, if you're giving teachers very shallow feedback, if you're giving your leaders as a superintendent, your principals, your leaders, very shallow feedback, that, that's the relationship. So we have worked really hard on being able to have those very tough uh, professional conversations in a meaningful way. So being, being transparent and having that vulnerability to be able to you know, have the conversations right in the moment when you need to, to help somebody grow. Those conversation skills have been really key in, uh, in our developing leaders here in Shelby County. Yeah, you know, um, 
I love, you know, just from that book and what you just said, I mean, it's just the connection, our conversations, what we say, you know, what we say really matters and the way we say it and the words we choose and how we provide that feedback. Um, you know, it's just, it's a relationship piece, Sally, that's so significant. And so as, as you've developed the cornerstones of, of what you call Shelby County School District Lead and Learn sessions, you know, you're building that leadership capacity and collaboration you know, what's, what's caused you to focus on those specific skills that you're talking about? Well, it for years and years, I've watched um, different places I have been. I used to work at the state level with low-performing schools and districts. And I found many times that the people that were trying to solve the problem weren't even talking about the right problem. And once again, it was because they weren't transparent with each other and really getting... Uh, you know, the facts out on the table and talking about them in a professional way. I, I saw a little bit of that here. And teachers are so nice. Our whole profession, you know, we, we want to be nurturing. We want to help. We want to be liked and we want to have a relationship. But we also have to be very transparent because we're not helping anyone if we are skirting around the issues that really need to be hit head on. So the first first book that we we looked at and really studied deeply was Fierce Conversations. And then we also use a framework called Authentic Partnership and married that up with it. And some of our our administrators use that on a daily basis. They what they do is they actually script out the conversations and they practice those with each other's in a role play situation and that kind of sounds contrived, but what they have told me is when they do it, and I know from my personal experience, your confidence level then going into those difficult conversations is so much higher. So we've spent a lot of time working on that. And I believe that's helped us to really focus in on the fact that we have to be vulnerable. We have to look at uh, where we are and learn from each other, no matter where that is, we're all in different places. So the cornerstones for us, and I, I use this on my agendas, are trust, transparency, and teamwork. Mm. And those those three skills are, and they really are skills yes. to be learned. If they're not there, we're not going to advance as leaders. Yes, and they go hand in hand, Sally. You know, I mean, that's the um, no question about it. You know, some people ask us, like, how do we build trust in our organization? you know, what you're talking about, really having those honest conversations, doing that in a professional way, scripting that, it's planning those, right? Preparing and planning those and being thoughtful and intentional um, becomes extremely critical in that process. So really it, nice work. It really is because we all want feedback. We crave feedback and we crave honest feedback. It's not helpful when people say, good job, you did a great job just like with our students, specific feedback moves them forward, but general feedback doesn't. And so our teachers want it, our leaders want it. And it's it's a skill to be learned. And some of us are better at it than others. And and some uh, some of us have taken a while to kind of latch onto it. But those that have, I've really seen their growth in their leadership. And I've also seen uh, just that confidence they have when they get into a situation where they they really have to, you know, just lay it on the line. Yeah. Yeah. And as you um, 
as you're developing your leaders, it's, and I know it's advancing the mission and strategic leadership plan of, of your school district. So what results have you seen because of the professional learning and growth you've provided? Well, what I have seen with our principals specifically is they have made really good decisions in hiring. Um, some of those have been very difficult because maybe there is someone that is local. We are a suburban district, uh, small, small town feel, uh, right next to a very large metropolitan area, Louisville, Kentucky. But it still has that real small town feel. And so sometimes if there's an opening for a principalship or assistant principal job or even instructional coach, um, kind of the old way of thinking is we know somebody from Shelby County is probably going to get that job. And I've watched some of our leaders make very difficult decisions in hiring people that were outside the district because they had a skill set that they knew was needed in their school. So that, that's been really exciting to watch because it's brought people in to help kind of rejuvenate uh, some of the leadership within our, our program. And the other thing is, um, you know, we've, we've layered on, that was our first critical component that we uh, used as learning. I've been here two full years now. And the first year we used the Fierce Conversations as a backdrop for all of our leadership and in the second year, uh, we, we used the Leadership Challenge by Kousis and Postner and uh, took the 360 test where we got the feedback from everybody. And we all looked at those pieces that we really needed to expand our uh, leadership in. And so we layered that on, never forgetting the fierce conversations. And so that's been another key piece of our Lead and Learn sessions. We do those monthly and in the morning, we do our administrators uh, that are here at central office and principals. In the afternoon, we do our uh, assistant principals and our instructional coaches. That way, all of the people in leadership, for the most part, are hearing the same message. And I think what I've done a little differently is focus on leadership. Prior to my coming here, a lot of that was time spent on academics and on uh, they, we have really gotten into the uh, standards-based grading and also mastery scales and some other things that are a little different for uh, many teachers. And so we've spent a lot of time on that. But I've also learned over the years that if you don't have leaders that have great qualities and skills as a leader, they can't lead those types of uh, new ways of thinking in their building. So I've kind of tightened it up with the leadership as the focus. And of course, we still are, you know, looking at how we can continuously improve our academics and all other aspects of our organization. But you can't do that without good leadership. Yeah, that's right. You can do you. The leaders are the ones who can really help provide great execution, strategic thinking and execution and build the right culture for for people to execute in a way that. Um, continues to keep them engaged in that, in their work, and um, and happy at work, and passionate about why we why we came into the profession to begin with, you know. So um, just appreciate the use of what you've done with the leadership development um, sessions, Sally, and then you know using books and thoughts and conversations and applying those. Quint Studer and I had an opportunity to write a book together years ago called Maximize Your Performance. Um, I'm hoping right now, uh, spending August and September to 
uh, to write a second book. Um, so I've got to be disciplined <laughs> in my my world to get that over the finish line. But we, many of our partners still connect back to that original book of Maximize Your Performance. And, you know, just curious with your connection there, you know, what are you looking forward to on your team and putting some of those learnings in place? What would be helpful to you? Well, it'll be hard for you to top that book. I read that um, about a year and a half ago, a couple of districts in Kentucky <clears throat> were using some studer uh, processes and they recommended that book. And so I pulled it and it really, really stuck with me because continuous improvement is what it's all about. And it's, it's the whole book is about how to, in a big organization, make sure that you're using those continuous improvement processes. So that is the focus for this year. Uh, we delved into it just a little bit last year, but that is the focus for our lead and learn sessions this year. And some of the things that I learned, just uh, I pulled out and tried to just do a little dipstick to see if it would take some of the little strategies. One of them that really caught on we had never had core values here in Shelby County. We had a great mission and vision, but we didn't have uh, core values. So we worked really, really hard this past year, right along with developing our strategic leadership plan. And so we have six core values that are, are just agreed upon by everybody, behaviors that we will all agree to, uh, how we are going to behave with each other, our students, our parents, our partners, our vendors, and everyone. And so just pulling out of that book, the always behaviors and one of them managing up, I started asking people, just notice those six, uh, those six core values and send an email to the supervisor. And that has caught on like wildfire. And Absolutely. those are the, my favorite emails to answer is, you know, a bus driver, a custodian, a cook, a teacher, and somebody really calling them out for specifically which core value and how they have demonstrated that. And then they copy me, they copy the supervisor. And I just, I, I just, I can almost hear people laughing and smiling and getting excited through the email when they're talking about that. And it really has caught on. So that's just one particular strategy that I know when we get together with our lead and learn each month that our team will dive into the book and they'll share different strategies that they'll be using in their, in their own buildings. That's just one of the Yeah. It's an important one too. You know, there's so every day we know Sally, every day there are great things that are going on that people are constantly contributing and helping each other, helping students, helping their families and our ability to really harvest those wins and manage those up and, and be very specific about it. It's contagious. So just appreciate you doing that. Well, and especially right now, as I mentioned, mm. you know, the, the salary right across the county line is, is greater. And um, I think the culture here is a lot better. And that's one of the things that really we have to hang our hat on. And we do have a lot of folks that drive in for 45 minutes to an hour one way and they say that they will never work anywhere else because of the culture here in Shelby County. So the more we can add to that, the more that we can try different uh, new skills and strategies to make sure that our staff know they're appreciated, that they're valued, uh, that really means a lot. Um, I, I know as a teacher myself in the classroom, when I felt like my principal appreciated me, I worked 10 times harder. Uh, okay. And it, and I've been in places where I didn't feel as appreciated. 
And uh, that's when you kind of start looking around. So we, we really have to make sure that all the way up and down from uh, the top to the bottom and the side to the side, every, every staff member is really feeling that they are a valuable part of the organization. And it, it, it actually grew so much by the end of the year. We asked about a week before the last day in our closing session, we asked for people to send us an email calling out somebody. And we were thinking if we got some really good ones, we would highlight one person for each of the six core values. Didn't know what we would get. Within about two hours, we had 150 emails that had come in. We have a thousand employees. So I thought that was pretty good. And we did... We really set the bar high and we had a committee that got together, read every email, and they did select someone to represent each core value. And at our our closing day, we were all together. Our folks that were nominated, they received their email. So everybody that was nominated, all of them got to read their email and hear what someone said about them. We had them stand up and uh, be recognized. And then we announced Uh, the person for each one of those core values that really embodied what that core value stood for. So we have really within about four or five months, it's become pretty entrenched in our, um, in our culture. And I'm just looking forward to taking again, that one little strategy from the book and moving that forward and learning some other things in the book that we can do to, to help make sure that, you know, culture, culture is really great here in Shelby County. Yeah. And, you know, Sally, thanks so much. And you um, just you're a role model for your leaders, um, for your teachers, for your staff. Uh, Just you can tell just from the conversation, you model those behaviors. And that's what's to me one of the most important things is when your top leader is is modeling what we want in terms of expectations. It's so, so significant. So uh, your your leaders, your teachers, your staff, your community, your students, their families, so lucky to have you as as uh, as their leader. So thank you so much for being with us today. I, I enjoyed the conversation. Well, thank you. And thank you that, you know, for everything you all do to help advance the profession and just helping all of us learn to make sure we have continuous improvement strategies in our DNA and helping us to learn new skills and new ways to lead because we are leading in a different time. And sometimes we have to learn new ways. And uh, I always tell the the staff when I, when you see me no longer having fun or (laughs) being passionate about it, tell me to go home because it is a fun job working with people and seeing, seeing them grow. So thank you for helping us. Absolutely. And you're going to have a great year. So thank you. And uh, we'll wish you the best as you all have, enter the year and uh, do great things. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so appreciative of Sally focusing on leadership development. I can't think of anything more important right now as we continue to move our profession forward. Leaders are indeed one of the most important aspects to building great strategy and blending that with a good culture in order to provide the best support for our teachers and staff. Very appreciative to Sally and the Shelby County School District for the work that they're doing to develop their leaders. And speaking of that, if you're interested in more leadership content, content, please head over to studereducation.com slash events. We've got some free webinars coming up that we'd love to see you at. 
You can check out the lineup coming this fall. They're free and they'll be happening each month the rest of the year. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Performance. If today's episode resonated for you, we'd love for you to share this episode with a friend or colleague. Also, we love hearing what you think about the podcast. Please take a moment to follow and rate our podcast and Apple Podcasts. I look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles framework so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week, everyone.